Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm Deepal Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. A day late, December 3, but we are here, and as always, my stalwart colleague joins me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right. Indeed, my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And here we are on the Sabbath, but I'll say nonetheless, Philip, a great Sabbath day to you, my friend, out in Los Angeles. And thank you, and same to you, D. Paul. And you know, uh, even though we're uh, we're um, uh, podcasting a day late, it means we're a day closer to Christmas and Hanukkah. So, oh, you know, yes. I'll, I'll take that as a positive thing. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but it's it's uh, it's nice, and uh, we're getting into the holiday season weather-wise here. It's uh, it's been quite chilly in the mornings for Los Angeles, so I had to actually wear my barn coat on the on my walk with Gus oh, this morning. Right. And uh, and the uh, the uh, partial moon is just uh, staggeringly bright, um, you know, lighting up yeah. the lighting up uh, uh, the sky, and so it's it, it just the air is getting into the holiday season, as I'm sure it is back in. Uh, in uh, Indianapolis and in Indeed. many other parts of the country, so yes, uh, yeah. so we're getting there. We're we're on the way. You know, I have to. Um, I have to. Uh, uh, um, you know, we we've. I don't know if the word is made fun of, but uh, you know. Um, Oakland, California has become a sinkhole in this country. Uh, first of all, a year or so ago, year two years or a year or two ago, the, the famous great football team, the Oakland Raiders left. Right. And went to Las Vegas at the end of this baseball season that just ended. The Oakland Athletics, who have been there forever, mm. have left. They heard. have gone yeah. to Las Vegas. They have gone to Las Vegas. Oh, now we have talked okay. about we have talked about um, uh, Oakland in terms of the 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 staggering amount of crime. Whereas uh, we talked about this a couple of months ago, I think the uh, 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 group of over two hundred businessmen of all races, black, white, Asian had planned a uh, a day of strike meaning closing their stores unless there was an increase in police presence and to stop crime crime is right. just out of control and right. the uh, and i'm i'm building a case here up to my point and the 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 um, the da this woman i forget her name and i don't even care about her name really is is one of these soros uh, type leftists who when the people at at uh, uh, community meetings were complaining about crime. She was saying, well, you, you just have to, you have to understand them. You know, this kind of absolute nonsense, which is, which is basically spitting in the face of her constituents. Well, here's the best part. Uh, oh, by the way, she has also tried to limit people speaking at uh, uh, community meetings, too, because she doesn't want to hear any criticism of herself because she's, she's omnipotent in, in her mind. Well, here's the best one this past week. Unbeknownst to most people, the um, Oakland City Council somehow delved into foreign policy. What? They had a vote, a unanimous vote, mm. to condemn Israel mm. and support Hamas and these murderous thugs. Now, a bunch of citizens, supposedly uh, lunatics, as far as I'm concerned, got up and made their passionate points, only two of which I'll, I'll say. One person said, it never happened. October 7th never happened. Well, there we go, so another she, Holocaust yeah. denier, yeah. Yes, and, and you know, so she, she's really right. It never happened. And the other one, this other one that really stuck with me is this woman said, Israel did it to themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, well, if, yeah, if any of our listeners want to move to Oakland, aside from the climate, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> So that's my uh, that's my California uh, uh, for this week. So well, it's it, it couldn't be it couldn't be more spot on and and richer because uh, it Philip it has so many implications. Uh, first of all, 
you, you set the stage well, sir, and by that um, we know the difficulty Oakland has been in in relationship to crime. And boy, can you imagine the loss in revenue that's taking place after their two major league uh, teams depart? Can you? It must it just got to be millions? Of, yeah, yeah, millions. That's, that's a of, very good. That's a very good point. The, 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 yeah. You know, professional sports bring a ton of money into any community. Oh. You're absolutely right. So, so now they're now they're both gone. Yeah, yeah. So. Here's it's called diversion. Let's not deal with uh, the issues in our own backyard. Let's go global and let's see if we can't help figure out uh, the conflict between uh, Israel and Hamas. Yeah, I it's mean, the it, it's the old thing. Hey, look over there when you're doing something <laughs> over here. You know, like you said, the diversion. It's uh, no. and, and, and oddly enough, people fall for it. They go, oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, Hamas as opposed to as opposed to all the cars being stolen and uh, homes being broken into yeah, yeah. in 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 our hometown of Oakland, California. Well, folks, if we want to save our cities, let this again be the uh, the canary, if you. You will uh, in the in the uh, tunnel, in the sense that uh, as Oakland goes, so many other city councils around the nation are going have the same perspective on the Israeli conflict right now. And um, let's get out, roll up our sleeves, vote, and guess what? Run for city council. Run for your local city council. That's what I say, Philip. This morning. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's just take a stand. If you're going to, you know, we're doing our little part here on the air, you know, and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, we reach enough people to maybe have folks think or, you know, uh, uh, so we should all do our part in whatever in, in whatever way we are able. Absolutely, in whatever way we are called. It's been quite a week, Philip. We've had the death of, of course, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor and Henry Kissinger at 99. We've said bye-bye to the crook George Santos. By the way, he's living proof, Philip, that you can be a Republican and a reprobate, too. Well, <laughs> well, I am going, I am going to defend George Santos. I know going, it. I, all right, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I'm going to defend him only to the point that he was only accused of things. He was never, I mean, but hold on a second. What bothers me about this is that he was never convicted of anything. They never held hearings in the Senate. There had just been a bunch of accusations and the political pressure on him. My thought all along is unless that happened, the only people to decide whether he uh, stays a congressman are his constituents. Now, uh, and, and 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 on top of, I'm not defending him. He, no, no, he's no, sort of, no. I know he's you're a, not. you know, I'm right from the get go. He's sort of a sort of a slimy liar. But uh, since he was never convicted of anything, that's not Congress's job. There are other people in Congress uh, who 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 at least uh, uh, in the Senate and uh, 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 House of Representatives at least deserve serious investigations. Well, uh, yeah. As yeah. an example, one is. Uh, 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 Bob Menendez, a senator from uh, from New, New Jersey, Jersey, who even Fetterman came out and said he doesn't belong in the Senate. <laughs> a fellow Democrat in a state next to him, Fetterman of all people, you know, St- standing there with his hoodie on, going, "Hey, it's time to get rid of this guy." <laughs> tell, tell you one thing about Fetterman: I'm not a fan of his, but he has been absolutely stalwart in defending Israel. He has made no bones about it. He has not been like yes, the, I saw like that. the administration yeah. of of saying, "Well, yeah, Israel has a right, but now then there are the humanitarian things, and you can't, you know, this hemming and hawing from the administration and many people in Congress." I'll give that one thing to Fetterman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight well, ahead, right down yeah. the line for Israel. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Well, yeah. uh, uh, there's we could we could have debates on a couple of those things you just said, but uh, speaking of debate, there was the big one of course, this week between Ron DeSantis and your favorite governor, none other than Gavin Newsom. By the way, talking about playing the shame game, he had no facts to stand on whatsoever. I don't know if you watched the whole thing or not, but I, 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 I did. And, you know, all he could do, all he could do, since he didn't have truly persuasive, rational, factual arguments, 
was shamed, DeSantis, shame for not loving the trans community, shame on you for not uh, loving the LGBTQIA plus all the single mothers of the world, shame. And I'll tell you, man, to me, it was revelatory, and we've spoken about him on the air here for two years, Philip. You've warned us. But, man, if this guy were to be elected president, we would not just have, uh, how, welcome to the welfare state, welcome to the welfare nation at every turn, don't you? I mean, that's the deal. Well, I had this fantasy, uh, not a fantasy, this <laughs> thought that during it, I only watched clips from it uh, after, right, the fact, right, yeah. uh, after the fact. And aside from uh, dis, uh, um, um, uh, Newsom being the perfect leftist who smirks, you know, leftists love to smirk and sneer, and that's what he did. He smirked. Yep. And just sort of, yep. You know, you know, DeSantis is destroying him with, 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 with facts about uh, uh, about all kinds of things, and his 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 basic reaction was sneering and lying. Yeah. But I had this thought. I, I might be wrong. I had this thought of all the Democratic operatives who were watching this. I have a feeling. I have a thought that that they're looking at this and going, we're in trouble with this guy. That he is, he is, you know, he, he came across just as you and I have been talking about for at least a couple of years. He's a fraud. He's, he, he just wants to be smooth and throw out all kinds of um, ideological nonsense, whereas in this particular instance, uh, DeSantis, as you indicated, was facts, figures. And it was, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Sean Hannity would, would put up facts and figures, and he just, like, this, denied them. Gloss, he just denied gloss them. right over them. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty amazing guy. Yeah, yeah, well, you may be right about that, that... Uh... Uh, what what the response will ultimately be, but the, there's there's no doubt he 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 reminds me a little bit, Philip, of the understudy in the wings, or that's up in the upper balcony <laughs> on opening night, you know, going, oh my God, I just hope he or she gets sicker. Yeah, yeah. When am I? Yeah, the old show business term, break a leg. In his case, he'd mean it. Go ahead, break your leg, break your leg. <laughs> So I can go on. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But obviously the really big story continues to be uh, Israel and Hamas and with the uh, cessation of the ceasefire this uh, past week, just a couple of days ago, with apparently Hamas, not apparently, with Hamas getting off a volley of rockets before the ceasefire had even terminated. The world's attention continues to be on Gaza, which, Philip, has something of, and I was thinking about it this morning, I don't know, I'm just, even though it's kind of a contradiction in terms, I'm going to say it has something of a grand grift going on, Gaza and Hamas and everything that's taking place there. So tell us a little bit more about this grift. Yeah, well, I'm not sh- I'm not sure that a lot of the public uh, knows, but Gaza is the most, not any, not even close to, there's no one even close to a second, the most welfare-dependent population in the world. All they do is produce nothing but maybe a few vegetables. And in fact, when Israel uh, left in 2005, Israel left a ton of farms and vegetable farms, which they just let go to hell. So they are the perfect, remember who was it? Uh, um, I think it was Reagan talked about welfare queens. Gaza is the ultimate welfare queen. If Gaza didn't have support, money, monetary mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. from the UN, the EU, and the United States, uh, they, 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 they wouldn't exist. They mm-hmm. wouldn't exist at all. Uh, in fact, if all of that dried up, every last Gazan would probably go elsewhere in the world if this aid stopped, because otherwise they would have nothing. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, 90% of Jordan are Palestinian. So, you know, but Jordan doesn't want any part of this. Um, but what, what's interesting Boy, is... Oh, I didn't realize the number was that high. 90%. That's what, that's what they used to call it, Transjordan. That's and, right. And, and what, what, what is the left bank, which is the heart of Israel. Um, you know, was, was it uh, King Hussein? Is that, what, is that his name? And now mm-hmm. his son, whatever his name is. These people want nothing to do with the Palestinians. And in fact, um, 
Uh, today, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little off course here, but in fact, mm -hmm. today, uh, yeah. our, our friend from last week, Clarice Feldman, yes. uh, wrote a beautiful article in The American Thinker talking about how Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and, and Jordan, all these other countries would love it if uh, Israel uh, uh, eliminated Hamas, period. They don't say it out loud, but if you remember a few weeks ago, you know, when they talked about uh, some Gazans going to Egypt, Al-Sisi said, not here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so in, in, in fact, what's going on... Uh, until uh, the UN, the EU, and the US decide that this population has lost its usefulness, they will, they will be gone. And, you know, uh, uh, they, they will stay there. And the scene was, was actually set by, by Blinken, who is really a weird guy, who insists that no Gazan be displaced. He wants Israel to propose a plan for returning Gaza to the rule of the Palestinian Authority, as if that's any less corrupt than uh, Good grief, th th yes. than, than yeah, Hamas, yeah, yeah. Um, and the American uh, uh, administration, they still keep talking about this two-state solution. You know, you know the old. Um, by the way, Israel, Israel, you know, you, you and I had, I forget if we had a uh, private conversation or we did it on the air. You you mentioned something about a lot of the victim classes in the world, that a lot of it comes from envy. And in yes. this instance, the envy of mm -hmm. Israel is not just hatred of Jews. That's, that's a given. Mm -hmm. But the envy that this is a successful, and I said this on the air with Clarice Feldman last week, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. a, a moral, a, a, a moral, educated um uh, a classically liberal thinking progressive uh, country, yeah. and you know, do you, I don't know if a lot of our um, and they are very involved in the world. As an example, you know, Israeli uh, expertise in agriculture has been helping Africans become food independent. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. They are. Uh, they are. Uh, uh, helping children, uh, uh, you know, uh, get out of the, of, of uh, the 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 the, the, the uh, what do you call it the uh, the, the continuing uh, situation of malnutrition. So Israel's doing that, but nobody cares about that. Um, Israel also produces weapons. Israel also, I think, you know, they do these. Um, um, you know, uh, surveys. Israel also is something, his envy again, one of the happiest nations in the world. When they ask mm -hmm. people, are you happy? Israel mm -hmm. is like in the top three or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it comes down to this, this kind of uh, not only hatred of Jews and, and Israel, but, but this kind of envy that this is, you know, because when you're the oppressed in critical race theory, when you are the oppressed, when you are the victim, you can't stand people like this. They are like the absolute worst. And my final point, my final point on this, mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the old cliche, what's the, um, uh, what, what, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over right. and over and over right. again and hoping for a different outcome. Yes. That's what's going on with this continuing with nonsense Hamas, of a yeah. two-state solution. And what Blinken said just yesterday and, and, and Kamala Harris, we need to uh, empower the Palestinian Authority again. Now, so all this means is let's go back so we have a continual... Um, uh, terror threat in Gaza, attacking Israel and Israel having to defend itself while this country that is dependent on welfare. So nothing will change. Everybody wants to go back to where nothing changes. That is the definition to me of insanity. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, some uh, some excellent points to ponder uh, no question about it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think it was in the essay that uh, we, we uh, published here on Entering Stage Right on uh, uh, the complicit church that I wrote in, which I, I think it was there that I reminded people that um, Yasser Arafat died a billionaire, a billionaire, 
And it's not just the UN, it's not just the US, it's not just the European community, it's not just uh, uh, at uh, early on uh, all of the Arab uh, partners. Uh, it is indeed the complicit church which has given millions, millions of dollars to the Palestinians over the years. And this this grift continues, you see. It yeah. continues. The, 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 the playing the victim. Um, you, you, you know what amazes me? Because those of us who are old enough to have read and perhaps even gone on what for me was a journey from camp to camp to camp, and I'm talking about the death camps in Germany when I was doing my research on my Dietrich Bonhoeffer play. We know, we saw, we experienced in those first reporters and military people that came into those camps and saw the horror that was done. Genocide is such a powerful word. It's so fraught with all of those resonant implications of what took place during that that awful, awful, horrific period in history. And for that word now to be inverted and used against Israel. If I were a Jew, I, I mean, yeah. why, don't, why don't you just take the dagger and put it in the heart? It just, it's just, it's abominable. It's obnoxious, isn't it, Philip? It's, yes. Uh, I... I, I, I it it is it is it is uh, the classic victim and leftist uh, uh, mode of of uh, what do you call it projection of f turning it around and as you said as you said uh, uh, genocide has now become just this thing that uh, you know um, is Israel uh, um, goes and makes sure that. Uh, arms caches and murderers who are hiding in hospitals, yeah, and they and they are you know they 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 are held Israel's military is held in such a high standard. Not even a standard is that is that you you can defend yourself, but you can't really you know because if you if, if a few stray and I'm not. I'm not minimizing life. If, if, if a few Palestinians are killed while you're going after these people because the Palestinians themselves are being put in harm's way by the people, the very people they are defending, um, yes. Israel is held to this unbelievable standard of they have to conduct war in a way... I don't hear anybody talking about the way the war is being conducted in the Ukraine from either side. Anybody anybody complaining about that? I don't hear anything about that. No. But Israel, boy, you ha you have to have a different set of rules, and you have to allow uh, missiles to come flying in, uh, you know, just aimed anywhere in Israel. So there's no there's no not even a thought of pinpoint trying to get yeah. um, certain certain uh, military organizations or certain uh, ammunition, um, you know, uh, depots or whatever. No, these are just they're just shooting missiles yeah. into yeah. Israel to kill Israelis. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And, is, and Israel is the one held to a higher standard. Yeah. Please. Please. And even and even in even equivocating and uh, wanting to dictate terms, et cetera, et cetera, Secretary of State Blinken uh, had to confirm on Friday that the pause uh, came to an end, quote, because of Hamas, which began firing rockets before the pause ended and reneged on the commitments it made in terms of releasing hostages. And so Hamas not only, not only... <laughs> completely abandoned uh, 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 what was what was on the table potentially. They expanded the range of fire throughout the day. They were launching salvos at towns near the border before targeting the southern coastal city of Ashdod. So the military said apparently roughly about 50 rockets had been fired at southern uh, Israeli towns from Gaza. You know, it, it goes to show you what a storehouse of supply these guys had of rockets. That was the whole point of the of, of, of the pause is to rearm. 
Yeah, okay, you you know, you exchange a few uh, hostages and stuff. I'm not minimizing that. No, but that's of course that, not. that's using the point. By the way, I you know with Blinken and Biden, why isn't anybody doing anything to get the American hostages back? Why are so many of the hostages still remaining in Israel in Israel American? Oh, it's quiet. What is our president what is our president doing? <laughs> Wouldn't you think you say, you, you, you say to Hamas, we want our people back in 10 minutes? Well, I'll but, tell but, you. But Blinken you know, and Biden aren't. You know, of, of it, the it, remaining it, hostages, a ton of them are American. Doesn't it remind you of the whole Carter-Reagan transition? That's right. Somehow, somehow Carter couldn't get him out. And oh, the, in, in the Iranian, yes, yes. Yeah. The, uh, and yes. boy, oh boy, R Ronald Reagan wasn't in for 24 hours in office, and it happened. That's right. That, that's the difference between strength and, and the way the world sees Biden. Exactly. He's, he, he can walk. This, and, you know, another example I read um, uh, last week, you know, people were actually sort of when, when October 7th first happened, they were they were they were pleased that Biden came out and made a very strong statement in uh, in, uh, you know, pro-Israel yeah. in, in the situation. Days later, he was getting pushback from Muslims. And he, in a private meeting, apologized to them for his strong language. Mm, mm, this mm. is not a world leader, aside from yeah. the fact that he doesn't even have a mind left anymore. And, and to apologize to the enemy and say, well, maybe yeah. he spoke a little too harshly. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's trying to save his Dearborn base. Michigan is an important state. That's right. And <laughs> you know. by the way, people are uh, uh, abandoning him in droves, and the Democratic Party is going to have a problem with uh, a lot of uh, Muslims uh, uh, who, not just Muslims, but who are who are pro pro Hamas and pro Palestinian. Not your, uh, yeah. you know that 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 wing of it, and they're going to they are insisting that biden uh you know abandon israel and that puts the democrats not just biden because he's gone biden's going to be gone but it puts the democrats in a really rough place mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who are you going to support hamas or israel yeah yeah especially yeah. with all the leftist yeah. jews and democratic jews in this country you know, you're gonna, yeah, somebody's no. going to have to figure out a strategy for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that is that is for sure. Well, I spoke about the church earlier, uh, Philip, who uh, over the years has given uh, tens of millions of dollars uh, to our Palestinian uh, friends. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is a reason, though, also that the uh, Islam community is is going to... I think, pivot in great measure uh, in this coming election because what they're seeing uh, at their local city councils uh, in relationship to the aggressiveness of the trans community and they're imposing their, uh, 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 their principles uh, upon the community is has just become so harsh. Uh, it, so I'm pivoting real quickly, Philip, uh, and you know this is sort of my... Uh, in in my area of pet peeves, but I just I just have to talk about St. Mary's College in Notre Dame, Indiana. It's 130 miles, Philip, up US 31 from where I sit right now, and it's the home, of course, of Notre Dame University. We call it Notre Dame here in Indiana, and uh, is yes. a... <laughs> go, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to no, make no. a wise comment. Well, that, make a, go ahead. Make a no. wise. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's always so funny in this country when when the news when the news does something about that. At the beautiful cathedral in France, they always say it correctly, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And uh, when they're talking about football, it's Notre Dame. <laughs> you, better, you, you better believe <laughs> that the it. name, it totally changes. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, uh, the, the fighting Irish don't come out on the field and go, oh, it's so wonderful to be a part of Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> <That's you know? laughs> we're Notre Dame and we're damn you. We're ready to kill you, baby. And uh, But they have Holy Cross up there at Notre Dame, also preparing men for the priesthood. So now what we have going on, Philip, is this, and I'll blitz through it for you, and you can give me a quick response here at 1131 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Now, historically, St. Mary's has been a school for undergraduate women, but now it's official they'll be accepting men 
who identify as women. The school's presidents, Katie, think about this for a second, Philip. You could not cast this. Her last name is Con Boy. C O N. C O N B O Y. A con boy. Okay, confirm the change to students and faculty in an email last week. The college also updated its misinformation policy, excuse me, its non-discrimination policy, which was approved by its 32-member board of trustees, states that St. Mary's, quote, considers admission for undergraduate applicants whose sex is female or who consistently live and identify as women, and continue saying the school's admission policies are, quote, informed by Title IX of the Education uh, 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 Amendments of 1972, which allow for uh, single-sex admission policies in institutions that have historically served women. Um, Now, here's the funny thing about this, Philip. Uh, The school's mission is to empower women through education at all stages in life, and the school says essential to the mission is fostering a diverse, equitable, and inclusive campus experience. What's so weird, it was Senator Birch Bayh who wrote the first 37 words to Title IX. I think the good senator would be rolling over his grave. And the good news, Philip, is not everyone is taking the St. Mary's, what's now being called scandal, sitting down. In a statement just this past Monday, Fort Wayne South Bend Bishop Kevin Rhodes said he had just learned of the policy change last week and was, quote, disappointed that as bishop of the diocese in which St. Mary's College is located, he was neither included nor consulted. Isn't, he the, isn't he the boss? Isn't he the uh, head of the... Oh, no. Uh... Oh, no, no, not anymore. This, <laughs> school, this school can do whatever it pleases. Listen to how he nails them. To call itself a woman's college and to admit, and this is the good Bishop Rhodes, male students who consistently live and identify as women suggests that the college affirms an ideology of gender that separates sex from gender and claims that sexual identity is based on the subjective experience of the individual. Rhodes added, this ideology is at odds with Catholic teaching. The desire, he goes on, of St. Mary's College to show hospitality to people who identify as transgender is not the problem. The problem, he writes, is a Catholic woman's college embracing a definition of woman that is not Catholic. And let me tell you something. The good alumni from St. Mary's are up in arms shouting shame to their former school and asking it to repent. Now, a lot of these people come out of there and then do further work and become nuns. So when do you think it's going to be that we're going to have our our, our, our uh, uh, group of trans nuns, Philip? Oh, uh, any time now. Any time now. You know what this reminds me of when, when, when the school, what you were just saying, how the school and the head of the school and... and and, and the board are, are basically going in your face to the bishop and everybody else. It reminds me mm-hmm. of the DA and, uh, in, in, uh, in, in Oakland. And what's going on in Ireland is the leftists, the leftist uh, Euro, Euro, mm-hmm. Eurocrats who are running Ireland now basically don't care what the public thinks. They're saying, this is it, and you better like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So much I, for democracy, you know? Yeah, the left, yeah. They were talking about democracy. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? God bless Kevin Rhodes and the good bishop uh, because he has his hands full. But here again, sure he does. here again, you've got the president, Con Boy. Boy, if that's, I mean, that's just, you couldn't, you couldn't think that up. I mean, because that's what's happening. You're going to have a lot of of men now that come into an all woman's beautiful I think it was founded in in the eighteen thirties. Beautiful facility, old and rich in history and spiritual tradition. And boom, you're going to have trans women 
running around the campus. And by the way, they'll get money for it. You watch. There'll be big money involved. Of course involved. they will. There's, 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 money, there's money everywhere in all of this that's going on, Philip. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, listen, move us into your PS, which kind of, again, uh, keeps me on the whole grift thing. Uh, I'm sorry, just in terms of some of the latest uh, understandings and developments. Please. I have a, uh, this has been bothering me for a while, and we're getting off Israel for, for a second. Yeah, it's been bothering well, me for a yeah, while. Yeah. The, more, the, more, the more research I've done, um, uh, 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 um Derek Chauvin, who was the police officer involved, uh, one of the police officers involved in the George Floyd uh, debacle uh, back in in 2020, was uh, was, uh, convicted of a second and third degree murder and is serving over 20 years in prison. And uh, and I've been looking at this and I. The, this, this to me, aside from most of the January 6th people, this is, to my way of thinking, a, a prime example of, 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 uh, of a political prisoner. Um, the, it came out pretty, pretty quickly after uh, uh, the, uh, his, uh, Floyd's death mm-hmm. is that the official, the official uh, autopsy so, so he wasn't murdered at all. In fact, the, 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 uh, the very next day, the autopsy of George Floyd said that there were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. No indications of asphyxia and strangulation. Now, I know a lot of people have said, well, the video showed uh, Chauvin doing this and the video showed that. Well, you know, I found video uh, of about or two years before uh, of a training session in the Minneapolis Police Department uh, of how to uh, keep a keep someone down uh, with a knee on 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 a particular part of the shoulder. And guess who the cop was who was who was doing that and was looking up and they tell him that yes, that's mm-hmm. the way to do it. That's the way. To... Derek Chauvin. He was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. He was following. Minneapolis Police Department and other police departments to protocol to the T. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, yeah. not only that, everybody thinks that uh, that uh, um, um, they were holding Floyd down to arrest him. That was not the case. They, they knew he was screwed up on drugs, on all kinds of drugs, and that came out in the uh, the uh, um, um, autopsy as well. A, a, a mix of fentanyl, uh, norfentanyl, methamphetamine, marijuana, morphine. I mean, this guy was, he was going to yeah. die. Uh, in my mind, he was going to die later that day anyway. But... The reason they were uh, they were holding him was that they were calling for the EMTs. They were calling for the paramedics, and they called for the paramedics, who, given their location, were less than two minutes away. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened? The paramedics got the address wrong and went someplace else, and didn't arrive till ten, twelve minutes later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and you know and and it go, it goes beyond that. I'll I'll just make a couple, couple of points about this. Is that mm-hmm. is that the 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 city of of, um, of Minneapolis? Everybody one one of the, they they actually went to the Supreme Court to ask for them to look at it and overturn it. And the Supreme Court a few weeks ago declined. Uh, so that that's I, I don't know why they declined, but they did. But was that the, was that the state Supreme Court? No, no, U.S. Supreme oh, Court. Oh, that was that's right. Yeah, refused to hear it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but during during questioning, and it, let's look at the jury. Let's look at the jury during questioning. The vast majority, probably seventy-five to eighty percent of jurors, expressed concerns for their own personal safety as a result of being impaneled on the jury. Because they knew about, they had obviously heard about the case, knew about the riots, seen the videos. So, and so now you're supposed to pick a, uh, a jury of your peers who, who have no opinion. That's uh, the times I've served uh, on jury duty. I don't have an opinion. You know, show me the evidence. And that's the way it's supposed to go. They also were, were, were fearful of the a, a, a tremendous amount of uh, 
uh, uh, damage done to the city. They were also not sequestered. So they get to go home every night and I guess they watch TV and see what's going on. So this is, this is the jury. And then afterwards, one of the, juror number 52, Mm-hmm. Almost immediately after the trial, Juror 52 was on a radio show being interviewed about his experience as a juror. He mm-hmm. expressed happiness at being on the panel. Then he was really happy with the messages sent to the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, in, 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 uh, in, during, in, during his life, he had had, this person had had 50 encounters with the department, all of them negative. And, and, and one time he had a gun pulled on him, so he, so he's, he's not, uh, he's not, uh, he is biased. In other words, he filled out a jury questionnaire, uh, which which was actually which was not really not really true. So, if the, my my final point is, if if Der, if Derek Chauvin was going to be convicted of anything, it would be in. This is my opinion, involuntary manslaughter, which would be, what, six months a year, whatever it is. They got him a second degree and third degree murder. And, uh, and, and by the way, he just got stabbed in prison last week, stabbed 22 times by guess who? A lifetime criminal who has spent years as an FBI informant. Yeah, that's fascinating. So this is yeah. a really interesting case. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, it has caused such a schism uh, internationally, nationally, locally. I know it has in my family. Uh, it would be hard to sit down and have a uh, calm, sensible, gracious conversation on it. It is, it is just so imbued with... Um, uh, an emotional life all of its own. I guess I guess where I'm coming from is, first of all, Philip, I mean, and again, uh, uh, my uh, experience in the judicial system has been rather, rather limited, thanks be to God, on lots of levels. But um, I, I just can't believe there wasn't a change of venue on that trial. I, I, I failed. Yes, I failed to bring that up. You know, uh, this, I, I just can't it's standard it. in our justice system. Sometimes if you think you're not going to get a fair trial, that you ask for, a ch- you know, to, to reduce the, the, the potential for bias. You're right. Well, you're of course. Right. I mean, there was just a, I don't know if you saw it, but just this past week, I think it was, or week before, uh, uh, several of the businesses Right there on George, I think it's called George Floyd. George Square. Floyd Plaza or something. Yeah. And yes. and and they're suing the city for money because of all the damages and the subsequent damages that have been done in relationship to whatever coming back to what it was. Yeah. And you know, and so they're they're saying this was the impact it had on us. And you don't think it had the impact on those people who were called, like the one gentleman you mentioned to the jury? It should have been changed. Post haste, first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, they talk about in this country the justice system. Uh, you know, what my opinion about January sixth and 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 the Chauvin thing. Uh, this is not about the justice system. What seems to be taking precedence in this country is the social justice system. Yes, and yes. which 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 because it's ideological uh, trumps uh, no pun intended trumps everything. Yeah, that that that. You know, of of course, trials are, you know gun go one way or another. No, no trial is perfect, but but you know when you have a a set of circumstances that, as you said, require you get that damn thing out of Minneapolis and and get a group of people who who can look at look at it in a more detached uh, manner with an element of objectivity. Yes. Yes. You exactly. Know. Exactly. Yeah. And and of course, what what is really so disappointing is. Uh, when I talk to some of my African-American friends and early on in 2020, you know, they talked about this being an inflection point, an existential moment, a, a season of racial reckoning. And um, I have a simple question. Is the nation better off in 2024 in terms of racial relations post George Floyd and the BLM season? What do you think, Philip? Uh, 
It's I, 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 I don't have a thought at ready at hand. It's it, uh, it just not. It's, it's you know, it, the one. I guess the one thing I'll say is what 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 has bothered me from the beginning, and we've talked about this, is is how someone like a George Floyd. And, and 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 these people get elevated to a status, almost a godlike status, and 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 where whereas everyday hardworking, in this instance, black people in this country who helped make this country run, and 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 the black conservative intellectuals that you and I talk about, these people have to, they have, they as a community have to look at this. It was the same thing as the, uh, Michael Brown you, you reached in to try and kill a cop, and all of a sudden he's a hero. Why elevate the 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 sort of dregs of your culture uh, uh, to godlike status? What what does that do for you? That's that continues to eat away at me. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do, I do understand, and. Uh... Again, uh, I uh, it it has been such a such a oh divisive uh, time that took place uh, for me. The when my local pastor showed up in my backyard and wanted to celebrate with me as he pulled out a uh, a twelve foot or so huge sign that you know said uh, Black Lives Matter and was organizing a march from the church there through the neighborhood and next thing I know people are shouting because uh, I, I came to the opening uh, ceremony and people are shouting as they begin to walk uh, no no peace uh, no justice no peace right and uh, I said to my good pastor friend you know I told him I said uh, I'll not be marching I said that's not who I follow I said that 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 that's not the word, you know. No justice, no peace. No, somebody went to the cross with just the opposite attitude, yeah. and 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 so it's 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 all again. And and by the way, so related to what's happening to the collective response. And I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to quickly go into my hero, Philip. We're taking time on this because we're covering some important subjects, and it's a Sunday, and we all have a little leisure time. And I'm picking corn, as they say on Sunday. But uh, my my hero is is uh, what uh, Clarice Feldman mentioned last week to a sort of en passant, and that was the Canary Mission, and. It, it's uh, you can go. You just go to uh, canarymission.org, and uh, they are the ones who are spotlighting uh, anti-Semitic behavior, uh, particularly on campus. Uh, they say uh, they uh, promote. Uh, any individuals and organizations that promote hatred of the USA, Israel, and Jews in North America on college campuses and beyond. We pursue our mission by presenting the words and deeds of individuals and organizations that engage in anti-Semitism, racism, and bigotry. Canary Mission gathers content from publicly available sources. We aggregate that information, provide free access to the general public before publication. All content is verified, meeting our high standards and accuracy and they have a list of radicals students professors professionals even those within the medical uh community as we've talked about philip and philip i gotta tell you something you go to some of these ones under professors and if anybody wonders why it is that these students are coming out of our elite universities etc etc screaming the vile language that they are all you gotta do is look at some of these professors their bios what they've said what they are on record of and guess what canary mission dot <laughs> org is doing a good job oh by the way they Philip, certainly are they're wonderful here's the one i love i love this philip individuals who believe that they should be removed from the canary mission website are encouraged to be in touch with us and may become in x canary <laughs> Canary. <laughs> An canary. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I love that. You know, you you mentioned it earlier in the show uh, 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 about the canary in the coal mine. That that's it's a great title, canary, because you know they they are yeah. acting as the canary in the, in in the coal mine to 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 stay out in front of this and 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 be a 
um, uh, an, an alarm system essentially, and, and, and you know, yes. to, to 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 keep uh, people on their toes and be yeah. what is it? For forewarned is forearmed. There it is, or and something like that. And and in a great measure, it's what we're doing here on entering stage. Right. Give us a quick. Uh, it's definitely more than an anti-hero. <laughs> it is. It is, uh, yes, a, I, it is I, an I, antithesis I, of a hero. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I. As I said to you earlier in the week, this is not my hero of the week. This is my. This this is my, I, maybe it's a one-off, maybe not. This is my moron of the week. Uh, our education department, the sec- education secretary, ah, yes. uh, Miguel Cardona, came out this week. He was talking to some group about something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and he was, uh, you know, just t- extolling and expounding on how, how great... Uh, our government, uh, you know, works for, for, for everybody. And he said, he had a quote, and this is the quote. He, he said, I'm quoting, he said, I think it was Ronald Reagan. So he's, he was trying to put the, uh, you know, the conservative thing, you know, mm-hmm. in there so the people would go, oh, Reagan, oh, yeah, okay. This is, his, this is his Cardona. I think it was President Reagan who said, we're from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> well, here's the actual quote. That Ronald Reagan said. You want to talk about 180 degrees difference? This is what Ronald Reagan actually said. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. (laughs) Miguel Cardona, good luck in your next life. And what de- what department is he running again, Philip? He's the Secretary of Education. <laughs> and Philip, I wouldn't want him as my history teacher. Uh, even worse, you're right. <laughs> I, it, it, that's, it, that's too good. It's staggering. It's staggering, and again, it's lack of understanding of history and. Uh, by the way, I don't know what. Uh, or it's a purposeful, or it's a perfect, purposeful feint. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But either way, um, uh, Ronald Reagan was was uh, right. When the tap of the door comes, hi, we're from the government and we're here to help you. It's like, I beg your pardon? <laughs> we are not interested. That's right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Philip, that is it on this uh, December 3rd, Sunday morning at 11.54. There it is, folks, the old Scoobell telling us it's time to wrap it up and to say goodbye to all of our wonderful listeners for now. And again, folks, as always, in way of reminder, regardless of what is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we live in a great country because it's a free country. Let's keep it that way. We've got so much to be thankful for, and I'm thankful for you, Philip, and we're thankful for you, dear listeners. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Charles McKenzie inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.